1: Hello, good afternoon, everyone. This is Naishad Gadani from uh, the co-founder of Career Care Package. And today is our 115th episode. And today we are talking about how to network for a job and getting a job quickly or how to build a tribe that supports your career objective. And who else can talk about this than Gary Williams? Some of you may have attended the uh you know the melbourne fuck-up nights also and uh i've never been part of it but kb has been saying it's one of the greatest experience that she has of learning of you know of laughing at other people's failure i think that sounds pretty pretty fascinating on the outset (laughs) anyway but look you know it's it's going to be a really great chat it's more You know i I think a lot of people right now are feeling the heat of unemployment or reduced work hours and what we want to do is to infuse another perspectives around networking and building that you know network of people around you who supports your career objective so before we bring gary on let's welcome caroline brown
0: Thanks, Nesh, and, yeah, fantastic to be here and really excited to have you on the show, Gary, um, just because I guess, you know, it's listening to your podcast but also, you know, looking at your LinkedIn profile and I've been to many of the, the fuck-up nights and it just really struck me that, like, we're in, a re- we're in really tough times and it's time to think more unconventionally, I suppose, about how you might build a network or build a tribe and, and create a career out of that. And... Um, So, you know, the concept of Fuck Up Nights, apart from being a great event, really interested me because it's a great rallying point. It's a great way to bring a tribe together. And also, by default, put yourself at the centre of that. So thanks so much for joining us.
2: Classic 2020. I was on mute. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, uh, my my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. I um I, I appreciate your time and appreciate you asking. Um, I'll, I'll begin before sort of like launching into responses. and that um, again with that uh, just sort of an acknowledgement for the traditional owners of the land. of I've, uh, I've had a really enjoyable sort of experience in recent working times with um uh, getting a, a bit more involved in I guess uh Indigenous um. Uh, engagement and education through some of the work that uh, I've done. So, um, and I always find it an important thing to do uh, before, any time I sort of speak, just to acknowledge that it's an important thing that um, that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for that. Um,
2: so let's launch into it.
0: Yeah, let's launch into it. So tell us about, and it's a terrible question to start with, but I guess really interested in what you're up to now and what, you know, what you're actually working on um, at the moment and, and what's fun about it
2: yeah look i I mean it's it's uh it's very varied i don't want i don't want it to um it's a lot of things all at once but they're almost sort of packaged up um into an overall you know way of being etc so i'll try not to be super vague um i think that I do a lot of things. They do all correlate and sort of overlap with uh, a number of things. I, I do have a, a job, um, and I do also acknowledge that whilst I'm talking about some things that would would give off the perception of a lot of freedom, um, it it, uh, it it does all correlate with each other. But it is quite a um, let let's call it it's quite a fortunate way of working. And I I'm talking about a lot of engagement events, etc. Not not everyone or a lot of people would have the capacity to do this type of stuff based on I guess the freedom um, of or, or should I say a support of um, say an employer or that it's understood that that's part of your way of operating does that make sense
0: absolutely yeah
2: yeah but it was never all this way I still remember uh, sneaking out of um, jobs in the in the past to go to job interviews and um, and making up lies as to where I was on my lunch break or why I was half an hour late. So, so you know, um, I, I've, I've been at, at all, um, all parts of it. But let me just say in the most simplest way, I have a, a hugely network focused role that basically gives me great insight and knowledge of the entire, definitely Melbourne and probably Australian technology startup and probably beyond creative ecosystems
0: yeah okay so what does that mean like what, what are you working on at the moment
2: so i do um look if we were going to let's start with what i do as a job so currently i work uh for university of melbourne in um basically an engagement and strategy and partnerships and operations and type capacity i have a, a small team around me but we're working on an innovation um, precinct, which is launching uh, in 2021, um, that'll be located on the corner of Swanson and Grattan Street. It's called Melbourne Connect. It's uh, on the site of the old Royal Women's Hospital. And it's basically a uh, development project that um, University of Melbourne and Lenlease have entered into to um, essentially house groups like Melbourne School of Engineering, a Melbourne Accelerator Program, uh, a cultural institution named Science Gallery, which is a global one. Um, aimed at engaging 15 to 25-year-olds in, in STEM. Wow. And, uh And and look, it'll have a maker space, co-working space, um, it'll have massive event spaces and so on. So my work is on the, um, I guess, the strategy, but furthermore to that, I run a lot of engagement events. So I run a bunch of breakfast sessions last year dealing with different things and topics relating to innovation. And this year I've run three different event streams online, during lunchtime hours. So you can find them on the Melbourne Connect YouTube channel. But I've done them in three streams. One is Advancing, which focuses on industries. One is the Connected You, which emphasizes the relationship between humans and technology. And the third one is Understanding 2020, which is a collaboration with the uh, Melbourne School of Psychological Sciences. a good way to have discussions with um, research-focused psychologists, basically.
0: Wow. Sounds like the world's best job to me. Um, yeah, I guess um, one of the things, we, you know, we really wanted to dig deep into is, um, you know, to get getting you to talk a bit about um, Fuck Up Nights and the idea behind it, um, you know, and, and how that came to be so successful. So maybe if you can, um, you know, talk us through or talk our audience through what, what that's all about as a starting point.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, more than happy to. I, I will say, I will preface it with, um, you know, it's. I get a little uh, joy and pleasure from, um, you know, having that dropped in a um, in a meeting or, or a scenario when uh, inevitably someone's eyebrow raises and they you know want to go more. <laughs> And, you know, and that was the case when we, we first launched it out. So um, it was definitely something very, very different. But, look, I'll explain it very briefly on what it is and then, um, you know, we can talk about any of the particulars relating to it. Mm. Uh, but basically, yes, it, like it does contain fuck in the title. So, um, But I just want to preface that with uh, this isn't sort of an excuse for me to um, sort of walk around, you know, I, I guess speaking, you um, speaking in a unbefitting manner you know what I mean. but the um but essentially fuck up nights is a global movement with about 200 chapters worldwide um it, they're fundamentally storytelling events where people gather together and uh three to four people will get up um on a stage and share their story about failure now we are um, my i keep saying we it's myself and um my partner in crime on it josh Litskin. Um, We started this about four years ago, and this felt like an amazing opportunity to definitely lean into storytelling, which we were both passionate about. Um, Had some talks and discussions around, um, you know, failure as a concept, but look, whilst um, we've had a, a large amount of laughs over time, Uh, with some of the stories, just as importantly, it's brought about um, some more human stories relating to, you know, resilience, anxiety, uh, mental health concerns. Um, You know, we've definitely had the speakers touch upon depression, anxiety, uh, even suicide and and much more. Relationship breakdowns, um, you know, business relationship breakdowns, and I I guess a journey of discovery about themselves. we also run it in an entertaining way, a really warm um, way. So if you're looking online for any other talks, uh, you won't be able to find them um, because we mm-hmm. just don't feel on them out of respect for the speakers. But we've uh, taken that sort of concept and then traversed it across different, you know, different themes, um, and adhering to different elements. So we've run it as part of Melbourne International Film Festival, run it as part of Melbourne Design Week, Melbourne Knowledge Week, you name it. Uh, So we find these adaptable ways of doing it. We haven't done it this year in an online capacity, but Yeah, and look, our meetup group for that is around about 4,000 people, I think. You know, we've got like really healthy social media um, profiles that we only really engage with when we're running an event. So I think the word fuck definitely um, gets people interested, but um, people who attend the events uh, leave usually with a a really warm and very different experience. How is it business or networking? I, I, I don't know if I can really explain it uh, concisely but it definitely mm. is a way for people who attend to hear a very different story from people that are speaking and we've had some incredibly high profile people speak on it from all over the world down mm. to people that um, very much sit in the background and aren't as well known for their work that may be predominantly digital and we find a great platform to put um, their stories up on. Mm.
0: It's amazing. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah it, I just remember the first time it popped into my inbox i went oh really you know fucking the title but i gotta have a look at this but just really you know hearing how open and vulnerable people were and completely open about experiences it's a real eye-opener i think and it seemed to be an as funny as it, you know catched in humor a lot of the time just you know hearing people drop the f-bomb about you know in various different ways but just um a great leveler and um you could see that that in the audience as well so yeah,
2: yeah. Look, and, and on that point and sorry to cut you off i'll just say yeah, no, no. There, there's a there's a funny thing about it i mean you know we've been called out for um you know uh, you know crassness etc mm. i mean you know I, I promoted openly across linkedin um you know i i was doing this before my current job and before the current job before that, um, and so I, I sort of carry it with me as as Josh does um, as an inherent part of it. A- again, that's um, that's not something everyone could easily do, uh, mm. uh, and and we we just managed to deliver it at the I guess the right time where we were both sort of moving on that stage in our careers, but we both had a real want to definitely hone in on human factors and storytelling, and we. Um, Look, all I'll say on that part is that uh, there's something about breaking down the air of pretension. So Mm. our speakers can be a lot more comfortable and definitely willing to share much more open on the stories. So we haven't had a lot of stories that you would call a blatant sales um, pitch Mm. or plug. And then also one important factor is that Josh and I, um, you know, we don't parlay these massive attendances and 400 people have been turning up to some of these events like we've always had them free we've mm. had um had some great supporters and partners giving us space and beer and drinks and etc to help you know um you know keep the keep the audience um lick <laughs> it up but, yeah. but, but, but i think not a booty party atmosphere like we're we're very socially conscious we try to um we try to uh whilst not offer any you know like mental health advice etc we do acknowledge that we're having these discussions that wouldn't normally happen and uh like I've gone on a ramble but I'm basically saying that at the um the pretension has been stripped away so our speakers share much more willingly and openly and Josh and I approach it by being very warm and open people who don't transition these audiences into a sales funnel.
0: Mm. What do you think's been I mean in in terms of getting it going in melbourne what what what's been critical what what what's been behind the success do you think or what for you what what's made it really successful
2: i mean we just left on momentum and um and thanks for asking the question it's um we it it it, that it gives me a good opportunity to explain again the uh the fortunate circumstances that allowed us to build it and scale it that not everyone would have access to when this began i was working at general assembly in a um in you know looking after partnerships so basically running a lot of events uh you know helping with marketing social media marketing um etc josh was running inspire 9 um regional original community like co-workers space in richmond that i ended up going to work for a little while later as well mm. so we had um we had access to a space that could fit 400 people that we could freely access we had promotional channels at our fingertips and we were both um you know experimenting with you know linkedin marketing and um mm. you know building our profiles in the process you know we both i think had a want to um you know rather than pay someone to teach us to be better public speakers or interviewers just to find something to experiment in being able to do it we both mm. wanted to own something ourselves uh, and we had the freedom from our you know employers to do that like where this was just merely a side thing it wasn't had no commercial um entity attached to it because we weren't charging for it mm. and we just got a bit of as we went so we, we just we had all those things playing into our favor mm. but having that many people can self-start and do that engagement thing just obviously fuck up nights is probably one out of the box it's a little mm. notorious it quickly gained momentum we we deliberately tried some things that were almost completely at odds with what everyone else was doing in melbourne um yeah, we wanted to be different, but, but also we just saw these little gaps and we were just willing to experiment. that's the, that's the main thing. So uh, So a few of those factors would be we wanted to hone in on storytelling, which just wasn't happening that much apart from groups like the Moth and mm. uh, Pe and, and a couple of others that were dipping their toes in it like. Oh sorry, and creative warnings was probably the best example. Also, to that point, we ran it on a Friday night to start because no one was running any meetups on Friday nights. Mm. They were only doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, predominantly. And, uh, you know, we, we, we had fuck in our title. We were getting people who like were from very, very different backgrounds that wouldn't maybe have the opportunity to speak on panels on the regular. So we had all these things coming together and it, um, people just sort of latched onto it. Think about three events. But I learned something great from there, which is when people sort of ask me advice on what to do for starting to do these engagement events or, or put themselves out there, which is definitely to plan three activations, not pour all your energy and effort into one. Because um, if you have that, if you continue to build that momentum afterwards and have somewhere to push people to like the next one, um, that, mm-hmm. that definitely works in your favour.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Nash, you look like you're wanting to jump in on something.
1: Uh, no i just wanted to acknowledge india's and you know, amit amit's been saying that most people think they have a lot of trouble till the time they meet someone else who is more fucked up and people realize to level up i think um, i think that would probably be yeah, right fine. um gary what i want to know is that how how it has personally helped you you know in your career because you know ultimately not that you start off you know those things to to gain a, a personal uh you know you know help in your in your career or in your endeavors but it does kind of has an outcome to to that what what are some of the things that it has helped you with you know i've been talking about just about the jobs but about the different skills that you've acquired over a period of time different networks that you have built can you share a little bit more on that look
2: the the benefits are plentiful i mean it's been um an incredible experience i'll you know i'll preface it i've got a background in um you know being in bands and um and being very comfortable doing this sort of the the mc thing uh, having said that josh um who's doing it with me did not have that and, uh, you know, he's just really, really coming to his fore in that sort of um, environment. I think he's an absolute, you know, sort of natural um, in it. So that's been amazing to see. The benefits are, the benefits gained from it are, are look, they're probably too numerous to mention. Um, and whilst we're talking about like a fuck up nights context in in my context, which is, um, you know, has been sort of like really life changing in, in many ways. Um, I, I, I would advocate for for something akin to that, and not not that uh, fuck in the title or fuck up nights is the secret sauce to it. So mm-hmm. the benefits I've gained, I alluded to it a little bit more like um, before, but you know, from a from an interview or, um, or or hosting or MC or public speaking perspective, it's it's sharpened me up immensely and it's made me a far better speaker and interviewer. Um, and now I run a lot of online events, uh, doing a very regular. Um, interview and and it's helped me immensely it's also helped immensely i've just launched a podcast project which we can speak about um soon but again it's helped me immensely in that regard so um uh, i couldn't define exactly when like it wasn't a case of like i ran some events and then all of a sudden i was i was suddenly good where i hadn't been Uh, but but i was definitely willing and open to approach it head-on like I'd say more that the things I've learned from it, I mean, I've definitely learned about the concepts of scrappy marketing and being able to get people there.'ve uh, I've run it in a very punk rock way of not wanted to um, not run to I mean, I mean apart from the fact that we can't boost ads on Facebook for it, so that's that's out of uh, out of our control. Um, we've wanted to do it very DIY and get people there always keep it free never pay to market that, never sell our sold in it, you know, so to speak. But I'll go back to what I learned at the start. It's definitely given me a lot more perspective on the world and helped me to understand a lot more about um, some, some really important issues. Uh, and that, that relates certainly to mental health aspects um, of which I've, um, you know, I've, I've openly struggled with uh, myself in the past as uh, plenty of other people have but furthermore to that just understanding you know about human connection um social issues uh privilege white privilege um um you know a number of other social factors that have been addressed in um you know in our events relating to gender or age or sexuality and and much more so uh yeah it's been the greatest learning experience of my life to be honest
0: What did you learn about people? Like, is there anyone's story that's emerged from that that night, those nights that's really resonated with you as a great, great lesson to take away?
2: Many look. Many. They've, they've been incredible. And we've, we've had – some have followed a very um, straight-down-the-line path, like, you know, here's a thing that happened and here's all the things that I learned along the way. Others mm. have been conceptual and just sort of um, uh, almost rambled it out. You know, we've had you know, we've had people crying on stage. Mm. We've had people crying and then I've cried while, while <laughs> I've been on stage, you know. Yeah. So some of it has been special experiences. And, um, you know, the thing that, you know, most of the speakers – would relay uh, like on mass would be that not it's not too often that you get asked to be on an event in this capacity and then think back on your life in totality and sort of trace all the steps as you've gone so that that's been one really sort of special side effect of it but Mm. if I had to say like I, I still think about the first event Um, where one of our speakers, Raul Zones, um, spoke. And look, this probably broke down or or made me think a little bit about uh, the concept of failure and and what we were going to do with the event series and also find a nice parallel to it with myself. Mm -hmm. Raul um, runs uh, something called Disruptive Business Network and he runs some really fantastic engagement stuff such as events and even launched a podcast recently called On Meaningful Work. Now, Raul was speaking about his uh, concept or, or, you know, uh, context of failure, and his one was much less on um, particular circumstances that happened, and much more on, I guess, um, uh, I guess, some elements of failure that he saw in himself. And he was talking about that he pursued a career, um, intending to get to sort of a six-figure salary range, and he wanted to follow um, people that. I, I I think if I remember it right, it was in investment banking because people that he uh, was involved with were doing investment banking and he wanted to you know, go down the sort of get rich quick sort of path, et cetera. He just basically expressed really openly for, again, to a room full of strangers that he set on that path and he was inherently happy. And once he started to make some changes in his life and start to pursue um, you know, a bit more of a career with some meaning sitting behind it, that he found uh, some of that happiness. I'd struggled a lot with, um, you know, my career in my twenties, and and felt on a sort of a listless path, even when working in um, what you might categorise as a good career uh, path, like as in, you know, it it made sense, like this was the path to work up towards. But when I found myself in the startup and technology ecosystem, running these fuck-up nights events, doing these engagements, leaning on you know my core skill sets of some combination of relationships and uh, business development and um, partnerships and running events and MCing and interviewing and being a little bit weird, then I started to actually um, yeah really find my place. So that's a long winded way of saying it was probably in that moment with Wells Core that I felt left alone in. Um, some of the elements of I'd also um, had a similar experience with. Mm. Did, I, did I adequately summarize it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Yeah, no, it's just. I,
2: it's I have a tendency to talk.
0: <laughs> Sorry?
2: I have a tendency to talk, you know?
0: Oh, no, no, that's all good. Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's where you find your tribe as well, and you find, like, in those stories and those people, and, you know, I reckon most people stumble through great chunks of their career and some people realise they're stumbling and some people re- don't ever don't ever realise it. So um,
2: yeah.
0: those stories are really powerful around that.
2: Um, I'll I was, I was just say one thing. And this may be an easy way to summarise. I you know I, I, I think or talk quite openly about the fact that um, say being in a band or, or for any anyone else a creative pursuit um, has actually taught me a lot more than I realized at the time about um, how I'm forging my career. I I think I've I've pondered this a lot over the years, uh, what all this means and where I'm satisfied, et cetera. And for me, I think it's just this constant accumulation of um, incredible experiences. So, you know, I'm I'm never quite satisfied. I, I do, I've done these amazing experiences and met incredible people, et cetera, but it's almost like I, you know, I finish these events or engagement activities and then I'm just on to the next thing because I just sort of crave bringing that experience uh, back into my life again. So I'm I'm very satisfied with what is eventuated and I love these feelings and memories um, that I'm creating. But um, mm. but I, it's not necessarily bigger and bigger and bigger, but it's definitely what's the next thing that really piques my interest Mm. What, what, I, what would I love, love to next explore? Those are the types of things I sort of ponder. And maybe I can answer uh, Lahiri's question um, soon as well. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, so what Lahiri La- La- is saying, um, do you think about creating specialised meetups further on particular topics that people found interesting and solutions to their problems? So yeah, I guess it's what, what's, on the, what's on the cards and what's what's emerging.
2: Yeah, well, uh, thanks. I almost asked the question myself, didn't I? <laughs> uh, very, uh, so, yeah, to answer your question about specialized stuff. Yep. I have I mean, within General Assembly, if you're, if you're aware of it, they run um, a massive amount of, uh, you know, sort of free events and engagement uh, stuff. So I, I did a lot of that um, over time and I continue to do it. You know, I, I've run events with, you know, like, some of my favorite musicians and actors, uh, et cetera. And some people are, uh, you know, they're, they're from overseas. So it's, you know, it's, um, I've had some like real amazing experiences. So if I was gonna make this useful in how I communicate to you all, um, sometimes I'll create, and we're talking about events or things here, but I can also lean into the podcast uh, discussion soon as well. So sometimes I will, want to focus particularly on a theme um so i might have a real interest in um let's call it music focused technology or or sex tech or um or the future of cannabis uh industry or um or maybe uh melbourne's movers and shakers who um etc so i might focus on a theme and then curate it from there because curation is my thing it's like it's what I do. It's what I really love doing. I've, I love the satisfaction of aiming for the people that I want to see on an event or in a thing and then locking them in. There's, that's, that's more of a thrill than the actual event itself, I would say, which is quite stressful. But I theme it around the theme or I focus it on a person and I build it around them. And that's pretty much as complicated as it gets um, to me. I just. I, 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 there's a large amount of creativity I don't overthink these things I just I have a want to continually engage and maybe if I could sort of categorize myself or, or draw some associations there is an, a there is a group of people you know within you know Australia Melbourne um, which is where I'm based of course that that genuinely just love engaging with people mm. uh you know and they might be creating a podcast or running meetups etc I mean there's no no, it definitely helps in your career and helps with networking and meeting new people and doing all that. But, but we love it. Mm. We love it. We we'll, like, we'll just keep, we'll just keep doing it. And once we're done with that one, we'll move on to that next one. Like, no, mm. you know, um, you know we, we've, we've got the freedom and we sort of understand a little bit just by like going like this, <laughs> like put the <laughs> finger in there. That feels right. I'll go do that. This will be a fun thing. And that's yet another thing as part of my portfolio, basically.
0: Mm. Have you had um, really unexpected opportunities come for you? Like where you've, you know, curated event, it's been on one topic, but something fantastic personally for you come out of it in terms of a job opportunity or, a, you know, even business opportunity or something like that?
2: Look, yes. Um, yes, it's happened multiple times. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, look, uh, like I mentioned, I met some of my heroes. Um, I, I often, like, if I if I had to say it easily, you know, let's, let's think of someone, let's, uh, let's go for, oh my God, I'm trying to think of a good example. That would be, uh, let, let, let's say, let's say Mike Cannon Brooks is well known in the tech industry, etc. Now I haven't like done anything with Mike, but I could go to Mike and say, Mike, I would love for you to be on an event. Um, sometime. What do you reckon? Mm. And, and if I found the pathway through to him and, I've got a reasonable expectation of, like, what would happen there. Like, either no response, maybe, um, or a polite brush off or whatever. Mm. Now, for me, like, for me, the way I approach these things when I'm, like, you know, I've curated it, I've got it exactly in mind who I want to participate, I go to them and uh, it's, like, I'm, I'll, I'll absolutely exhaust them, but, um, but I almost go in with an expectation that, you know, that they're participating. Because I come in and I go... Let's say it's um, not Mike, it's Michelle now. Hi, Michelle. I'm running this event. It's on um, Tech Advances. in the last five years. It's on this date at this time. I've got this speaker who I've invited. This is happening. These are the conversations that we're gonna touch upon. I'm gonna moderate it. And these are some of the questions I'm gonna ask. And I see benefit for you arising in in this way, this way, this way. Would you be keen to be on? Here's, by the way, here's the artwork. And that's it. That that is literally how I approach um, the ask. I, I I think within, You know i think within australia in particular some there's a there's just such an earnest approach sometimes and i think that um possibly you know possibly we could take some inspiration from um uh, you know from uh, american people sometimes and just being a bit more forthright about what we'd like um Mm. but also probably saying token like just, just coming out there with you know the benefit that you can that you can bring through these people. Now, no, I know if we were going to talk contextually about creating meetup groups or engagement events and starting from nothing and building an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is definitely hard and a challenge. And if you achieve the challenge of getting a top top speaker on that event at the start, good on you. Like, mm-hmm. fantastic. You, you've you've already cut straight to the chase. But but also, so you could easily go for that big person. For the your third event, you built the momentum up and showing the value mm-hmm. um, earlier, and so whilst it's easier said than done, I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about some marketing tactics like with the podcast, um, for example. But you know, I'll, I'll do anything to fill that room, um, mm-hmm. up to a point of paying for a lot of marketing, basically. And so I'll I'll utilize LinkedIn as a sort of a growth mechanism um, and extend the reach and uh you know gain an audience and views on posts and that sort of just generates um an audience from there Mm. and the theory i'm gonna address something which i didn't actually do earlier yes i've created many specialized meetups that focus on those things that are my own as well as for employers and i'll say that um some of those things fall under banners such as melbourne tech and uh, and one coming up soon, which I'm really excited about, which I don't care about um, sharing. It'll be called Product Hump Melbourne. Um, and it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be an epic way of um, engaging people online. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a really way of getting people engaged again, to share the things that they're really excited about. And that could be a business product feature or something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go for it and 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 see what happens from it because i'm not obsessed with it having um lasting forever either
0: wow so the podcast gary tell us about the podcast unconventional career paths
2: so so it is a plug but like it's a it's a so i i i've set up this diy podcast that has taken me bloody ages like it's like. It's been a nighttime weekend project. Uh, I, I need some forgiveness from my wife, um, in some ways. But I, I had this—I had this plan or vision for for a podcast. Now I'm not obsessed with being a podcaster. I just thought, again, oh, there's there's some people that I would love to interview and get to know a bit more. And by the same token, I, I feel like some people would really love these stories. Now, some of the stories I already knew, and some of them I extracted out as over the course of the interview, much like exactly what's happening right now now the podcast I really wanted it to um, uh, you know immediately capture people's attention and so I had a particular title in mind I'll say that you know when I run these engagement events etc there's a loose indie company sitting behind that which is sort of a banner that I sort of deliver a lot of things from so this is called olds or olds projects. And my streams are, are sort of acronyms of old. So the podcast ALTS, uh, the podcast is called A Lot To Say. And then I've got a great, now I've got a great opportunity to share out things that I believe in or the, that curation aspect. And I call that A Lot To Share. And I've got some other things, some showcase pieces and that's called A Lot To Show. And then I've got some uh, ideas for some products in the future that I would love to put out there uh, with an emphasis on, I guess, um human connection sustainability technology etc and that'll be called a lot to sell and so this isn't meant to be my sort of life's work or the thing that i do full-time but it is definitely something that i i find easy just to be like okay i've got alts and i run fuck up nights in melbourne tech and i run product hunt and i um you know participate in Pause best and i now run this podcast a lot to say and i do all this other stuff where where I've met someone, they're really interesting when they sort of fit in this little ecosystem I've created. And that's as complicated as it is basically, it's just a curation tool. Now a lot to say, I launched it out. um, I I, I didn't want to go small. So I put together 14 episodes and I've released them over the course of a fortnight. I released two on, so we started from last week, released two on Monday, two on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I repeated that again this week. Um, over months and months, I sort of created all the assets, you know, all the, all the uh, artwork, all the, um, you know, recorded them in nights and weekends and so on, edited them myself, cut it all together. You know, I have music from my band, which I use, but you could easily just source that online. Edited it all, did all the show notes, communicated heavily with all my speakers, tried to bring value. Um, basically planned out social media for every one of them, and I'm promoting across four to five different channels, plus uh, email newsletter sends, plus meetup group sends, and so on. And then I just, and then I just fucking went for it, like you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I just, um, I'd, I'd mapped out exactly where all my um, LinkedIn promotion was going to happen, I what, and I just stuck to a plan. I wasn't concerned with whether I got the mass amount of views on this one or this one. But I, I started engaging with LinkedIn a little bit prior to it. And I just started engaging on there, asking open ended questions, asking about things I was really curious about. It helps me to understand some potential future speakers, uh, but it also helps me to engage heavily. Um, it's, it's not there's no underlying thing, but if I engage with LinkedIn basically every day and particularly on Things that I'm not posting links in and just engaging heavily like that just increases my engagement. Uh, sorry, my organic reach and engagement. So that when I do want to promote something that means something to me and that I want eyes on, then it's going to get that audience. Mm-hmm. So a lot to say launched last week. Um, on Thursday, it reached number 12 on the careers charts on Apple um, podcasts. Wow. And then today, just today, um, uh, it reached number five on the careers charts and number 35 on the business charts. And that's it. That That's all I, I, I didn't need number one or anything like that. I'm, I'm not aiming for the sky. I'm not aiming to become a podcaster, but you know, how did I get there? You know, even yesterday I I was, I said, by the time it gets to Wednesday, I'll have done 12 episodes. If I contact Just like in my Band-Aids, if I contact thirty of my friends or contacts, and I ask them, "Can you? I need this one favor from you. Can you subscribe and 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 download every one of those episodes? Because I've got a feeling if you do that, it might sort of rocket it up. Now, if I look on, uh, and and that's what happened. So I had this like they call it the hockey, you know, the hockey curve. So Mm -hmm. I looked at my graph, and it's like it's gone, it's gone. And so now if you go into Apple Podcasts and look in the business section and you look at, you know, what's hot, you know, that podcast is sitting there like on that front page. And, you know, for me, that's just it's just one little experience for August 27th, 2020. Yeah. Wow. But I, 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 like, now that I've done that, you know, it's now I'll just carry on like a normal podcast. So I this isn't the pinnacle for me oh sorry this isn't the start of something this is just now when i go to people i'll be like oh yeah we had a cool experience one time we got to top five on careers and beat out um you know some other pretty high very very high profile i should say podcasts so yeah so i i I, um there's plenty of you know proper digital marketing tactics that you can do but i've done really scrappy diy um marketing tactics with it intentionally
0: mm. why the scrappy diy why why you not sort of give it the big band approach and that type of thing because you have mentioned that a few things in a few places with things that you've done is that just because you like doing it that way or is there some master plan behind it
2: no i do i like it i like it i enjoy it because it because it's more of a challenge to me um so and I, I, by the same token, let me let me be clear, I also do your, you know, your normal recognized digital marketing, uh, y- you know, like elements paid ads, um, you know, email sends correlating social media, you know, the good vibes, the organic reach, the, you know, Facebook pixels and so on. D- done it all. But like, I take this as a personal challenge. Um, mm. But if I, I'll say it this way. So if I'm running an event and I want, it's a free event, the route can fit 200 people. So I aim for 400 registrations because 50% will attend every single time. Mm. Now, uh, now I may, I may through my channels easily get those 200, but I don't see any problem in just consistently tweeting it out, Facebook on different channels and avenues. Because to me, like, people might not be able to attend. And if they just know that that's happening, then that's cool enough Mm. to me as well. Mm.
0: Fantastic. Is that answer? Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm sorry. I I I have to you it again and repeat it all, so. (laughs) Look,
2: I I think also, look, I, I, I also, I do it in this way. I would hope that there's certain people out there that would like to also, um gather an audience mm. uh potentially gather a community if it was truly a community around something that they're doing and mm-hmm. i just simply want to um show that i do it a bit this way and that if you commit to it and you you sort of are, are consistent with your engagement you will gather people and i think that um that really struck home for me um i think it was i think it's kevin kelly with a thousand true fans mm. um, let me just actually looked that up let's see I think it's yeah it's Kevin Kelly um, who was formerly of Wired now Kevin um, basically said you know like if you had a thousand true fans who believe in what you do paying a certain amount of money well then you're, you're going to generate um, a consistent amount of people following what you do mm. and that was voiced to me by um, Kybrach in an interview I did with him, he runs the incredible uh, Dense Discovery newsletter, which is my favourite weekly newsletter, um, mm-hmm. a focus on science, technology, human behaviour and more. And he also uh, creates an incredible print publication Offscreen, which is an independent uh, print mag. So I um, hope I didn't go too off topic there, but I, I just believe in that concept and I, I just like bringing people on the ride and by the same token there's a few people that i take a massive amount of um inspiration from mm.
0: so is it the um, and you're about to you want to ask a question Nish? ah okay is it the is it the core like just in that kind of tribe building is it the idea is is it the starting with the good like is it the the strength of the idea that makes it easy to do to build build the base is, does it have to be you know a really i i think for people that are watching this we're trying to encourage them to think differently about how they might network for example yeah you know um, because there's nothing stopping anyone from doing the stuff that you're, you're doing but no. you know what's a good starting point for people i guess is what i'm trying to say
2: look if you haven't picked up yet like i'm quite i'm quite brazen like a, like i definitely go out there i i i definitely approach things with confidence but i'm a very Uh, warm person like I I sort of um. whilst I set these personal challenges for myself even to the point of like you know one day and this is about four years ago I was like I wonder if I could do Melbourne Tech I wonder if that would be a thing like if I could if I could do Melbourne Tech now that that's um uh, you know I pondered this like quite a bit I'm like that that is so arrogant (laughs) like i'm gonna i'm gonna run the thing that's the technology of uh, of uh, an australian major city you know by branding it's like but but um but no one else was doing it and you know fuck it mm. why not mm. um i think that and, and i sort of broke my promise because i i think i said at the start i wasn't going to be swearing and i, <laughs> I ended up but i guess if we talking about fuck up nights um there it is look i, I think that i think it's really just about a few concepts i don't want to preach and prophesize i will say though that um you know my dms are open like people hit me up all the time through linkedin and i always sort of whilst i can't always get back to everything in a really timely manner i remember what it was like when i was trying to find my way into um into a career that I loved, and I found a massive amount of difficulty in doing so because I couldn't verbalise what my main strengths or skill set was. Mm-hmm. I had a broad career. I was terrible in interviews. I, I sort of like you know it was all there, but I knew that I knew that I could do certain things well, but that that career was not apparent. For me. So once I started on a path of investigating user experience, which was something that really appealed to me because I, whilst not a designer, loved design. I loved psychology and I loved technology. Once I started investigating that, that led me to going to study at, um, like, returning to university, then finding about some adventures, then started attending meetups that at Startup Victoria and uh, General Assembly we were putting on, then started to meet some people, got incredibly inspired by a couple. Uh, and then I ended up being like, well, you know, the, the most efficient way for me to do this would actually be to take a job at general assembly so i'll just keep on top of that and when one comes up i'll go for it and i did um that partnership's role and I, look you know when i got into that interview i was like you know well, fucking, this has never worked out before so i'm just going to go the complete opposite of everything i've done and so i just told some really honest stories about myself um i started talking about my vision for programming uh, which was very different to what they might have thought, but they latched onto it and they liked it. So look, if I have had to, to summarize, I would say that what I've went on based on intuition over and over is that my intuition is a starting point and then um, people can correct me if I'm wrong in regards to being speakers or add to it, collaborate on it and so on, but it needs a starting point. Mm. I try to make that starting point niche, not general. So that's one thing. And I won't talk about that forever, but all I'm basically saying is that if I run an event called how to digital market, and if I run an event called the leading digital marketers in um, Melbourne in 2020, no, sorry, that's a bad example. Mm. Um, Digital marketing to gather Your first twenty paying customers. That's going to get me twenty customers. Mm. Let alone, let alone the audience that I'm that I'm seeking. But the Mm. other one will will be vague and probably. I would hazard a guess at a ten percent engagement um, Mm. through engagement in that audience.
0: Mm. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Nice.
2: No, sh- <laughs> uh, hello? I, I, I embrace <laughs> it and love it. Uh, you're going to get the news <laughs> behind me. <in> <laughs> can, I, can, I can I just say, um, I'll, I'll um, watch you ask me a question, I'll talk about um, LinkedIn marketing, because I know you want to uh, talk about
1: that
2: work in LinkedIn marketing. Is that what we want
1: to ask you? No, I think one of one of the things that we you know wanted to ask you, uh, you know, Gary is around around right now. You know, and people are really you know going through some very tough times right now. Yeah. What are your suggestions to people who are struggling to find work? And also in the, in the context of networking, in the context of how do you go about and reaching out to people? I really like that idea of of really being firm and you know reaching out to people but you know when when you've lost that sense of hope right now in last four five months when you're sending applications out it's it's too hard for people to you know pick up a phone call and and have a chat with someone you know what are your kind of observations around that i
2: don't want to be too obtuse with this um you know like i i'm very very cognizant and aware that um some people are without jobs or incredibly anxious about the fact that they may not have a job in the future. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not not sort of like, I wouldn't say with like, you know, a 1000% surety that I've got my job forever, etc. There's my son. Um, What I what I will say is that um, it's, you're not going to know if you don't go for it. And there is no, uh, I think that um, let me let me say a parallel with it i mentioned a bit before about an earnestness uh that that we carry with us in australian culture now i have a i have a highly networked role i also um obviously do a very public thing so i promote like crazy you know i'm I'm on stages um i have content as well like that's a that's a quite a fortunate thing to have you know like i've got like got this podcasting I've got pictures of me on stages interviewing people it's visual it, it's engaging on LinkedIn in particular and and uh you know that certainly aids a personal branding mission um but uh I where was I going with that um I'm I'm very conscious of the fact that you need to be sort of like out there and in, in regards to that earnestness I would have very regular inbox messages from people that that say this and this is verbatim hi Gary how are you um we met ages ago or hi saw you on this thing or hi great to add you to my network I would love to have a chat about how we can collaborate now now I don't know what to do with that to Mm. be honest if I'm going to be incredibly blunt um that's not me at all saying that I'm I am not receptive to that but I don't know what to do with that because if if you've contacted me with that, then you're leaving the ball in my court, and mm-hmm. you're only going to be disappointed because I can't give you back what you're seeking. But if you said to me, if you said to me, I would love to, um, honestly, if you if you said to me, I'm I'm struggling at the moment. I have no idea how to find a role in the startup ecosystem, and I I I I, I used to. Um, I used to lead teams, and I think I'd be really good in this. But I, I don't even know where to start about finding people that are doing like-minded things. Myself or others, if you put that question out 10 times, I like if I had to hazard a guess, five of them at least, out of the goodwill of their heart, particularly during these times, will come back with something. At the very least, a link or, or something to direct their attention to or uh, my heart bleeds for you at the very My heart bleeds for you. All the very best, like, just stay positive and stay strong. Mm. But, that, but that is not voiced and not, not often enough. I think that, uh, yes, yes, I have, like, gathered some interesting experiences for myself, but I'm very direct with what I would like to achieve and, and the benefit I'm going to offer that person as well. Mm. Now, in, in these circumstances of seeking jobs, you may not feel that you have a lot of benefit to offer someone, but there is nothing wrong with... Um, carrying your, oh, what's the word? Um, I'm not usually lost for words, but uh, let's just call it being very open with your feelings and carrying a certain amount of bravery in approaching people that you respect and admire. So lean on people that you know, um, certainly. And if you need help, ask people for help, like please just ask them for help. But you can very easily by the same token, go down the Twitter rabbit hole, there's mountains of content to get inspired by, but if you need something directly, ask people and ask them directly. Um, I'll tell one tiny analogy because I know we're getting towards the end of the time. When I was in university, I'd gone back to university intending to skill up and you know progress in my career. I then consequently found out that I wanted a whole another career. So I got through that schooling and then got that job at General Assembly right at the end. They had an open day one day where they had a bunch of speakers from the technology industry. Someone from um, Microsoft spoke at that event, um, gave an uh, an incredible talk and I went straight up to him afterwards. And I am confident, I'm confident, but I went straight up to him afterwards. I said, you know, that talk spoke to me. And so thank you so much. I've just, I've been so lost. Lately, I just don't know what I want to do in crew, and I can I can't explain it properly. He said, "Connect with me on LinkedIn, and we'll, we'll get we'll get chatting." Mm-hmm. So I connect. Sure enough, I connected with him on LinkedIn because he bloody told me to do so, and sent him a message. And he came back to me, and and he said, "You know, I, I had this thing. There were four hundred people in that lecture theatre. He's like, I would have spoken to sixty to seventy people after that. Who and I said the same thing. Get in touch with me over LinkedIn, and um, and I'll I'll try help you out." he's like and you're the only person that contacted me and i think that just like you know i've sort of never forgotten that like it's just that's why i i I follow that intuition and whilst i'm very respectful of people's time and i don't pepper people constantly i'll I'll take a cue i'll contact them and then just leave it if they don't get back to me that that's it like you know but if i'm direct with my ask and they don't get back to me that's fine like i'll just sort of move on it's funny um,
0: that uh, it's so encouraging that you say that, Gary, because I, I know that people are too scared to do that uh, yeah. or they, they don't think that somebody will respond to them, but, um, you know, they do. And like, we've had a few people on um, talking about careers and around this thing of, you know, just ask. And I'd, I'd love to start a movement on LinkedIn where people just put a hashtag, which is just ask, which means you can just ask and I'll, I'll help in whatever way I can. And Yeah. I think,
2: um, yeah. There's a few, there's a few uh, Facebook groups, if this is helpful, because I'm very aware sometimes that I'll talk in generalities and not give you something like specific to look into. There's a few um, Facebook groups. I, I, I actually don't love Facebook that much, but I do really enjoy a few micro communities on Facebook and I highly recommend joining them. Now, Melbourne startups or Sydney startups or, where, or your respective city or wherever you're from, they have facebook groups now within there if i if i had an if i had an inclination of what i would do if i was seeking a job etc um and i had nothing to lose then i then i goddamn write a post in melbourne or sydney startups and i'd say i don't have a job and i'm looking for a job i can do this and like if you could help me that would be amazing Mm. see what happens um but There are other ones, and again, that's why I lean on niches, which is if you go into uh, like a good exercise would be open up Google, open up your browser. You don't open up Google to then Google. (laughs) Open up your browser, um, type in meetup. Then after that, type in your interests and just start like, uh, sorry, type in your city meetup. And then your interests, the things that you're most passionate about. Because I've found that if, like, one specific example, if you're interested in psychology, for example, one of the best meetup groups out there is UX and psychology. It's incredible, it's fantastic. In there, there's a really focused, dedicated group that are all interested in human behavior, UX and psychology. Now, they don't all work at the same company or do the same thing, but there's your, I don't like saying it, but Uh, If you're going to coin it as a tribe, or a group, or a community, that's your group. Um, So that's one tangible thing for people to exercise if they wanted to get curious. You can do that over and over, but a couple that come to mind are UX and Psychology, um, Product Anonymous, uh, if we're talking tech, and then obviously going to Startup Victoria um, engagement events is um, something else useful. Mm. Yeah,
0: fantastic
1: absolutely i think that's that's really you know i think uh, that's what demonstrates is this this ability to go and ask mm. people you know and I'm, I'm reading a book called humble inquiry yeah. and you know it, the book is all about don't tell ask because telling really puts people off asking always encourages people it's a it's a fascinating book around how can you really build you know deeper and more meaningful you know, relationship with people, you know, by asking. So so you know, thank you, Gary. Look, you know, thank you very much for joining us and sharing some of your you know thoughts. I, I'm pretty sure my if my dad listens to this podcast, he will probably, you know, won't even want to talk to me for a week because of the profinity that we have used. But I'm pretty sure that
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> 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 but thank a, you very much. Yes. I've put a link in the comments. Does that come through yeah. to everybody?
1: Uh, yeah, so it will go to everybody. Yes, absolutely. And you, can, you know, we will also take that out, and if required, we'll, we'll you know keep it with us, and
2: we'll use it when uh, you know where necessary KB. I mean, feel free to f- feel free for anyone to um, you know get in contact, um, you know, touch base via LinkedIn, etc. That that uh, post, for example, this is I, I want to give some tangible so that you've got it, and this will take all of one second. All I did on a Saturday was asked some questions, uh, cause I was, it was saying it, I'm genuinely curious. Now you'll have a look at that post and you'll see 40, uh, you know, 40 likes or engagements and 33 comments. And I moderated that like in, in terms of like, I engage with anyone who wrote in there, but the amount of views that had, that's 4,153 views. That's it, that's popped up in 4,153 people's LinkedIn timeline. So that's an example of using it, and if you ask questions or just simply continue to engage through LinkedIn and you ask what you're seeking, uh, you might might be really surprised at the questions. Uh, Sorry, at the answers that come back to you, privately or publicly.
0: Yep. Um, Thanks so much for joining us, Gary. It's been absolutely fantastic, and I think everyone's got a really different perspective on what we've been talking about, more conventional ways to build a tribe, build a community, network, build a career, and touch on a lot of different topics. Yeah, and
2: and, and this might resonate. The podcast focused is unconventional career paths and the projects that consume people. Yeah. So, you know, it it sort of says it in the thing and it's as broad um, as anything, but it's a lot to say podcast, check it out. I think you might get inspired by some of the stories.
0: Fantastic. Um, tomorrow we've got a session which is ask us anything about your job hunt. If you want to appear on the show and ask a question live, please do. If you want to send us a question um, beforehand to um, cover off, please do. Please follow the hashtag Career Care Package. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and we'd love you to give us the thumbs up. And I'll hand it back to you, Naish.
1: Thank you very much, Gary. And yes, tomorrow we will do this again, but tomorrow will be your... LinkedIn Live, so you can ask us all the questions uh, about job hunt, interviews, social media, LinkedIn. And we will, we've will. we also received a resume that the person agreed to, I know, for us to critique the resume, uh, you know, as well. If you want us to do that, also send in your resume by tonight so that we've got enough time to go over that and give, really give you some pointed, uh, you know, advice. So until we see you tomorrow, if you're in Melbourne, Victoria, please don't forget to put your mask on. If you're anywhere else, just look after your family and your loved ones. And we will see you again. Bye, everyone. Bye,
2: everyone. Thanks.
1: Bye, Sarah. everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.